Face for Radio is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at our website, echoplexmedia.com, where you can find links to all of the sources and music used in this program. While you're there, you can check out our other great shows, Local Love and the Plex, and make sure to click the support tab to find out all the ways you can easily support Echoplex Media. And now, on with the show. Unbelievable power. It's coming straight out of my lungs into this microphone right here. Oh. I have the power to vocally blow people's pants off. That was ass by Auto Smoke Signal. And welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Face for Radio brought to you this evening by the lovely ladies of the Echoplex Media Empire and Randall. I am so incredibly thankful to be able to take the night off and let my lovely angels stand in for me and fucking drive this magnificent program that you were about to listen to. Randall's angels. Randall's angels. <laughs> That's who you be. It's an emergency. So um, our top story on our docket, Star Wars-wise, is actually a story that's kind of like a rumor about some possible casting. We know that they've already, you know, casted somebody new and young to play Han Solo, but they're also going to be casting somebody new and young to play Lando Calrissian. And the rumor is, is that uh, Lucasfilm's first choice to, you know, assume this role is... Donald Glover. Are you ladies familiar with Donald Glover? Yes, Danny Glover's kid. Wait, I, really? Actually, he's not. But he's not? Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> he's not. What? I, I thought looked, he was. I looked it up. Oh. He's been in movies, though. They both, he has. We can just pretend like he is. It's okay. <laughs> but that would not be accurate. <laughs> so, no, I don't. What else has he been in? Fine, fact check. He Ooh, was in The Martian. Did you see The Martian? Yeah. yeah. I did. Um, yeah. He was the kid with the stapler. Yes. And he was like explaining the nerdy sciencey things to. During the everybody. Council of Elrond. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? I don't know. That's what they <laughs> called it. That's oh, okay. what they called it the secret thing was Elrond, the secret project. Oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. And of course it was funny because Sean Bean was in the room when they did it. And that was hilarious. If you're a Lord of the Rings nerd like me, you knew what that was from. So have, have you guys seen him in anything else? I don't think so. He's been in a few things. I want to look at uh, Fact Checker, but you've already been wrong. Where's Fact so. Checker Terror when we need her? So he's just about like to start breaking out in his career. So I think it'd be pretty interesting to see him cast as Lando. I guess we will have to... Uh, we just don't know yet. It's funny because we'll he was... Um, it was funny because I think he was on Jimmy Fallon the other day. 
And I was trying to figure out where I knew him from. And when I saw the Martian on here, I was like, oh, that's right. That kid. <clears throat> but that's really cool to hear because he seems to be very nice. Oh, yeah? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no other basis for judgment. <gasps> he got to hang out with the final five gymnasts. So I was like, all right, cool. Cool. Also on the docket for Star Wars, uh, did you ladies watch the uh, the fan trailer that somebody made for a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi film? What? I missed this one. What now? Yeah, so um, apparently uh, a fan decided to create sort of like a hint, hint fan trailer to Disney and maybe Lucasfilm and go, hey, we should have a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Yeah. So he created this trailer and um, he used some scenes from a different movie that uh, Ewan McGregor was in where he plays Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, what? Jesus Christ, Obi-Wan Kenobi, same diff. <laughs> see it? It's like, the, don't those guys get confused for uh I'm still on the Ewan McGregor thing. Ewan McGregor. As Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah. yeah. Does, I've, I've, you don't I've, think it works? No. I've definitely <laughs> seen him in a meme where they said it was really Jesus. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like the ones where they, they swap Charles Manson in there, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what would Jesus do? What would Charlie do? Yeah. So, are, what do you guys think? You think that Obi Wan Kenobi deserves his standalone film? Absolutely. Yeah. Out of the star, yeah. I'm one hundred percent. Yeah, out of uh, I'm not. I'm not a huge crazy. I'm not a huge. I mean, it's well, it's difficult for me to explain. But um, I've seen a lot of Star Wars movies. I'm not like a psycho fandom or anything like that. But Obi Wan is one of my favorite characters, and I would absolutely love to see backstory on him. Or you know, as it what's funny is, is I was look at the I looked at the uh, at the page that linked from the docket and i was like oh it's like the uh what people want to know between uh, when jesus was 12 and jesus was 30 and then i was reading down at the pictures that they had taken from it and it was from a movie and then he had played jesus and i'm like oh well there you go perfect that's how that works but yeah. what is the possibility of this actually happening oh it's it was just a fan yeah thing, it's yeah. just a it's, it's but a, it would be cool it you know if they actually cool. If the fans with it. got loud enough about it and were like, yeah, we really want hey, this to happen. Hey, whoever's listening, <laughs> yeah. we're down. Yeah. Are you listening, Disney? No, but they have their satellite hovering over us. Oh, yeah, just come on. Us. Well, we know they have drones, so you know that they're listening. Okay, so I kind of wanted to start the do- Star Wars docket on a light note because we do have a sad note in oh. our Star Wars docket. Uh, Kenny Baker, our original R2-D2, uh, passed away last week. And it's super sad. It's so sad. That picture is so cute. <laughs> Every time really something was. short circuits, an R2-D2 gets its wings. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it became a real boy. Thank you for waiting to exhale on that, that moment of silence. I I am so excited at the respect level we have amongst this group. Hey, man. And no matter what language it is, R2-D2 is... uh... Oh, yeah. Well, it's all those under... Like, because you think of R2-D2, and you you have all these great characters who are human, but then you have all, like, these androids and crazy Wookiees, and they're not the center of, you know, your little Star Wars fan base. Secondary guys. But, like... Integral to the whole story. Exactly. Now kids will grow up in a world where it's like, no, it's just it just makes me feel old, basically, is what's going on. In a way. (laughs) Well, you know, Kenny Kenny Baker was uh eighty one 
when he died. And, uh, you know, he was a little person. So he was three foot and three feet and eight inches tall. Um, and, uh, acted in, up in that suit. Yeah. Acted in all the star Wars films, including the prequels. So he, he wasn't in the most recent one, but he had a long career doing this and probably doing many other things. So I remember the first time I heard, I was like, there's a person in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, what exactly? What? Like, you get it with C3PO, but wait, there's a person inside R2D2? Jeez. It was like it was like finding out about Santa Claus. <laughs> Only <laughs> probably not as traumatizing. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, which is more traumatizing? Finding out that Santa's not real or finding out that R2D2 is a midget? <laughs> clearly Santa not being real I, I don't know. Maybe that's that. like a phobia of yours. I'm not judging. <laughs> I don't like it when people come into my chimney. <laughs> Well, there was lots of little people, you know, all the Ewoks were played by little <laughs> people. Right, but we don't yeah. like them. Maybe maybe you do. I don't know. Well, I, I, I saw the original Star Wars when I was very young. Right. You know? They are kind of adorable. So when, when you're, you're young, it's seven. like it's like a big Teddy Rex spin. Exactly. You're like, where do I get one? Right. Yeah. Same here. I'm an Ewok friend. <laughs> Walk around with me and hike in the woods. The bo- right? But then once you realize that it's actually supposed to be a Wookiee, you're like, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, but but Ewoks are badass. You know, they're like they're taking adorable, on the fucking, fucking stormtroopers right? and like you know. But that's what I mean, though. You're I like, just, why I are the teddy bears so attacking Because they're oh, the same sir. same height as I am. So. Aww. <laughs> Whatever. The air so down here is definitely less dense. No reason. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All the smoke's rising up. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> One is the <laughs> Well, now that we've poured one out for, oh, no. Kenny, for Baker. Kenny Baker. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. So, uh, I now have a reason to go to LA. We do. We do. Other than Universal Studios. Oh, I'm so I, I I'm so going to Harry Potter. That one's still new and shiny and bright and has new Harry Potter smell. <laughs> you can smell all the buildings; they smell like plastic. It smells, like, no, that new car it smells smell. like butter, beer, but- and pumpkin juice. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sure. know what's worse, Los Angeles or fucking Florida. <laughs> Florida, Florida. God, you have to yeah, ask yourself yeah. that question. Yeah. <laughs> no, Florida is much. Worse. Yeah, sounds sounds like it. Well, in the it, it, it appears that we are going to be getting a Star Wars cantina in Hollywood. So there may be a pilgrimage in our <gasps> near future. Oh, that would be great. You should, I mean, uh, Face for Radio should go down there and yeah. do a live like show or a show, record some sort of show. Now nah, let's do it there. live. Let's just get fucked that'd, up. And- <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, if they let us do it. Yeah, do it from a hotel room. Okay, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> Producer Randall says we will do it live. You know, you think that they're going to have like the whole band down there playing the typical Star Wars song in the cantina? It'll be like Jackrabbit Slims, but for Star Wars freaks. <laughs> It'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So can you get a, can you get a Tie Fighter oh, booth? Yeah. <laughs> I want a Tie or an X Wing. That would be the shit. So we're gonna like dress up too, right? Yeah. Like, oh, of course people will dress up. <laughs> no, we're gonna dress up. What I'm do they have? Like right sure. Now. What, yeah. <laughs> what do they have for the uh, what instead of the twist contest? What do they do? They the, have the, duels. The, yeah. The duels and the and you don't hit oh, each yeah. other. It's like yeah. how far can Who you shoot first? away from each other? <laughs> how how in the opposite direction, far away can you shoot from each other with a laser gun? That would be pretty cool. Shit, it would be pretty cool. See. Yeah, the non-nerd winner gets a shot, <laughs> or the loser get a shot, and then and it's then the drunker one eventually just dies. 
Lucasfilm and I mean maybe Disney has has put a lot of uh, uh, Star Wars things out there uh, on the uh, internet and out there in the world so that fans can actually make uh, fan films about Star Wars and have uh, you know Tie Fighters in them and all the noises and all the sounds that they used in the films, which is pretty cool. It's kind of like open source fan film uh, studio making. So, um, so apparently they actually have a fan film festival for Star Wars and they give out awards and stuff. So a fan film, a Star Wars fan film won a huge award and it's, it's called, um, TK 436 Storm Stupor, Stormtrooper Story. Blah. Basically, it's a standalone short film about a star trooper who leaves, or, or a guy who basically leaves to join the Empire and become a stormtrooper. And uh, when he leaves, he leaves his girlfriend behind. And uh, the short film kind of is like a small little snippet look into his his story about how he becomes uh, an Imperial Stormtrooper <laughs> and just kind of becomes, in a way, sort of brainwashed into the dogma of the Empire. Like, his fight is the fight. The pe- masters that he serve are his true masters, right? So this um, is like the beginnings of like, you know, what would happen on a Donald Trump presidency? Uh, yeah, if people brainwashing. were brainwashable like, This is basically training little Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Little space Nazis. In, little space in a way, Nazis. little space Nazis, yeah, in a way. But how could we have... Which almost sounds adorable. How could we have space Nazis without Mel Brooks? Oh, man. That's all I gotta say. We need Mel Brooks well, if we're gonna have space Nazis. Uh, you okay. have a fair point there. Well, it's a very, very cool <laughs> It looks pretty cool. I'm really sorry film. I did not get a chance to catch it before yeah. tonight. They've released the director's cut online, and we will have it in the show notes for everybody so that they can check it out for themselves. But it's actually pretty neat what, what they were able to string together with for this little short film, little independent film. Okay, and our last Star Wars story before we talk it to death, basically... Uh, a guy uh, is making a documentary about the Star Wars prequels that came out in the early 2000s and late 90s. Oh. And he is suggesting to us that we shouldn't have overlooked the prequels. That the prequels are actually, there's some kind of formula that's making uh, the prequels a huge part of this Star Wars universe and that they're actually more important than people really really think and i know a lot of people don't like the prequels so uh ladies what's what's your opinions on the prequels i enjoy movies in a different way than most people do i like the prequels i thought jar jar was kind of irritating but i got over it we all hated him whatever i thought they were fine he was annoying eh. i didn't i couldn't make it through honestly i tried i tried again and I was just so bored out of my mind. I, I I did the the greatest hits of, and I fast forwarded through everything. I was like, boring. You're dumb. Stop talking. But I mean, I fell asleep during the second one, my, my first time around. So it gets a little hazy in there. But I know the story. And it's like, I just, not to say that the story didn't have some important points and, and building off of the universe, but the, the movie itself just was painful. Now, why does he want to, why is he saying to not overlook it? Are we missing something? I mean, some of us... That's basically what he is saying. He's saying that we're okay, missing... So what are we missing? ...huge chunks of things that are going to incorporate into the but new Star Wars movies. But are we Star talking Wars about movies. the movie or are we talking about, like, plot points? Like, are we talking about 
important dogma related incidents or are we talking like yeah don't overlook the crappy the, they're actually really well done the story is really in depth and you really care about the characters and actually it was really like the, the movies were crap but <laughs> they are part of dogma they are part of the universe and and you can't completely ignore them they affect yeah, the I mean, greater I agree world, completely. the Star Wars I just, world. I, you know, I, think I still don't enjoy them as movies, <laughs> and I don't think, how, however good he argues it, I will ever enjoy them. That's Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, that's an opinion, and I definitely think that uh, he he thinks we're all missing something. Um, I think nobody, uh. I mean, I think maybe we're all, you know, just so bored we don't even want to Yeah, what are, what, what is he saying we're missing? What am I... Well, he's. Really- I mean, he's saying that the maybe we should scan them over again because there's things that you're gonna. It's like, I know I'm oh. terrible, and I'm like uh, that fucking I'm- Game of Thrones fan that like uh, picks it up at the very fucking last minute, and is like, oh my god, you guys don't understand because I've watched the whole thing twice through now. And uh, Star Wars or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, the whole thing. I've watched it in like two months. I've oh, that's right, you hadn't watched it. Oh, I'm obsessed. So, um, you know. The second time that I watched it, mm-hmm. holy shit! I picked up so, so much more. Stuff, it made yeah. it so much better. And now I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna watch it a third time. So maybe Star Wars is the same. Like you really gotta give it a go, mm-hmm. a couple but, uh, of times. I did though. I if you tried. can stomach it, yeah. No, I, I, I can't. I like dumb stuff, so it's yeah. okay for me. I hear you, Sarah Monster. I had I had a very hard time watching those films, and I and I've revisited them again, and it still just didn't do anything yeah. for me. You know, I, I just you know, the, especially the end of the last one. You know, it's just like ah. Uh, to be fair, it's like the acting was bad. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And the CGI was too much and unbelievable. Yeah, and like everything was trying to be so serious and like. Part of the reason we love the original movies is there's some like kind of funny They're campiness cheesy. to it. Yeah. But that was partially the fact that he couldn't, he didn't have a lot of money at the time. And so like, but we came to love that like cheesy, spacey campiness, but it was still great and really well done. Mm-hmm. And like the fucking, I was, I, here, vote here. Who was super pissed when they replaced the puppets with CGI? Everyone? No. no I haven't seen it since oh, they've man. done it. And I, I, I don't like it when they redo old movies. Yeah. Leave it as it is. I don't like why we like it. But like, I really don't like I just felt like either. it was trying to make it too big and shiny and like yeah. all these, like, oh, we're going to. Caveat. Like, I enjoy the Ghostbusters reboot. I haven't oh, seen I it. haven't seen it so yet. So did I. I, I thought it was I'm fantastic. I'm afraid to go. I'm not even hesitant. I just haven't had the time to yeah. watch that's I mean, because I've been watching Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. <laughs> but uh, you know, a scandal's gonna be coming back soon, hopefully. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. so so the ladies here on the panel say, "What do you guys say about the prequels having meaning?" Yes, no. I, I sure. would be willing to listen to his argument. I would have to watch the new one so I can go back. See, yeah, I haven't even seen the new one. Oh, you know what? Which is also if excellent. if the the important key plot points end up having more weight in the world as we we continue to go forward with the universe, um, maybe I will take a be able to look at them in a new light. But as it stands right now, like I just can't do it, man. I so just that's can't. that's a no for the, the Sarah pain monster. is too new for me. I just I need to move on a little bit. I need Ashley to says feel. yes. I'm and, having, I'm, you or, know, I'll even go with uh, I'll, I'll watch them all the way through in order and see what I think. Okay, I will put off round three of game of thrones and i will do <laughs> game of star wars <laughs> i can see how that would be difficult i really i really can That's what really, about you the good really wife hard. you know i think 
to me, it just sounds like somebody who wants to talk. And we have enough people out there like that. So I don't know. I mean, I... Several in this room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're not, gallery. we're not making a documentary about it. I would say maybe an article... In fact, I think I've already gotten the point. Maybe I should go. I mean, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, a documentary, though? A whole documentary? Like, I barely wanted to watch. Wait, no. How old is this person? I, you know, who knows? (laughs) To stay clued to what's happening behind the scenes at Face for Radio, check out our Facebook group, The Island of Misfit Nerds, or follow Echoplex Media on Twitter. While we're on the air, feel free to give us a call anytime at the Echoplex hotline, 408-883-PLEX. That's 408-883-7539. Facebook Radio is live every Thursday from 9 to midnight Pacific, only on EchoplexMedia.com. Talk to you soon. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw that. I saw the uh, that's on the docket and literally just like looking at the words of everything, everything in this headline frightened me so i just immediately skipped over it because i could not possibly i mean clown it stephen king i I just can't (laughs) do i like i love stephen king like he's great and everything so i'm super down but i never read it to be fair like clowns do kind of frighten me a little bit so it's just an area i didn't want to go but but i'm down i'm i'm old now um i can I'm not scared of Handle clowns it anymore. A bit. I'm not scared of clowns anymore. <laughs> you know, I imagine Pennywise the clown being like this cheap ass or something. Pennywise, you know. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, not- oh God, did you see the picture though with his like big freaky head? No, and, like, that's all, like, why I didn't even click on. Oh, the he looks right, you didn't. like didn't syndrome from The Incredibles with ah! face paint. That's pretty much what he looks like. Oh my god! That's In a great. way, yeah. Uh, so they released uh, an image of the new It uh, being played by Bill Skarsgård, who is among the amazing Skarsgård brothers and family from Sweden of hotness. Right. Um, <laughs> Good god. Is that the town hotness? Yes. Uh, Eric Northman. Oh my god. Anyways, um, Vikings having a little moment. I think I know where I want to go for my honeymoon. <laughs> Sweden. Yeah. Mm. Um, so. So anyways, uh, Bill Skarsgård is going to be our new it. And uh, they released a photo of him. Not very sexy. Of course not. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually quite frightening. And, and, and that's, that's I'm really glad I didn't look. Yeah. I don't want to ruin that. I mean, that's head. the whole point, you know. Um, so anyways, there has been some talk about this on the Internet, you know, and some people are going, oh, my God, this, you know, this doesn't look like Tim Curry's it. It's not going to be. As good as but the it's not Tim Curry's. It. That's right. That's the Come whole point. Tim Curry is Tim Curry. He is his own special. Like, <laughs> oh yes, yes. He's and Tim Curry. It was a great role for Curry. him. You yeah. can't yeah. compare yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot. So, but um, and a lot of people are criticizing the look a lot, and and I'm sitting here going, well, if anybody who's read the books has oh seen, <laughs> oh, she showed it to her. Sarah okay. Monster. Oh my Just, god, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. My levels, my levels. They're a monster just ruined Don't the destroy life. my levels. <laughs> you do realize that the councilman will probably not get laid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is, uh, it's scary, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> side by side comparison. In the welcome. It. <laughs> Enjoy your evening. You're welcome. <laughs> that that Incredibles 
Yeah, see? Yeah, it yeah, is really creepy. Side, you know, the, like, huge forehead and the hair. The hair, man. The huge Very hair. Incredible. Yeah. But then, like, the creepy clown makeup. There's something yeah. about the creepy clown makeup I've never been it's a fan even of, creepy. man. It what just is it? unsettling. What was the There's clown something... in, uh, what the fuck was the guy's name in, Anything? uh, in, uh, no, 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 in Which that one? Rob Zombie movie. That oh, House yeah. of Sid Haig. House of a Thousand Corpses. Sid Haig played yeah. the clown in a House of Yeah, but what did they call him? Dr. Satan. Oh, I forget what his character was. Anyways. He was a much scarier clown than, than Pennywise. I had a clown loach in my fish tank named Pennywise. <laughs> he ate snails. <laughs> Instead of children, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Probably ate the children of snails. Well, this this new depiction of Pennywise is actually kind of more accurate to how the book describes him. And uh, so when I first saw it, the first thing I thought was, that looks right. I mean, he looks like how he's supposed to look. He isn't supposed to be some friendly, approachable-looking clown. He's supposed to look scary, ten, nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this remake. I really hope that they include some more things from the book that we didn't get to see in the first miniseries television thing that they did for this in the '90s, which had some great actors in it. John Ritter was in it. Seth Green was in it when he was in a little kid. So I'll always uh kind of love that version of it and of course tim curry's performance as pennywise is just you know it's it's just as good as when he played darkness and legend it's awesome uh so uh well we do have confirmation that one scene is going to happen uh from some set photos that have been leaked on the internet and that is uh kneebolt street now for those who have read the book kneebolt street is the scene of some infamous fucking like it versus the kids action in the book and one of the scenes is uh one of the characters gets chased by it um basically taking the form of a leper and he's under the house uh and the leper comes from him crawling after him under the house while they're trying to get into this abandoned old house on Nebel street to try and find out where it lives oh my god yeah yeah and and in the book it's this absolutely terrifying moment there's I used to have that dream. You did? Not by lepers, but like, it's actually really, I had a recurring dream when I was a kid of being chased under, like, underneath my house. To be fair, it was by gorillas. So not lepers, but still terrifying as a child. How would a gorilla fit under your house? Okay, my house was on a slope and there were, there were, pol- <laughs> it, it could happen. So, okay, my dream, my dream, my house was on the side of a hill and raised it was like, foundation. it was raised on one side because anyway, it doesn't matter why, but in my dream, I'm being chased around the house by giant gorillas. Everything's in black and white, except for the gorillas, which are green. Don't ask me why. And you I crawl under the house. I crawl under the house, and the house gets narrower and narrower and closer to the ground, and I go deeper under the house. And I know that I'm going to get to a point where I can't get out, but they can't necessarily reach me because they're fucking gorillas. They're huge. Like... It's a terrifying dream I had as a child again and again and again. And I've never read that book, but you just made me so terrified watching this movie. Like, I don't do horror movies well, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think you should watch this I'm movie. kind of a pansy. I'm letting you know right now. Probably, I mean, no. <laughs> well, we'll see how they depict it in the film. They may not make it as intense as it was in the book because, you know, they're probably, I don't know what they're shooting for ratings-wise, probably a PG-13 rating, I would imagine. So that may not be as so they got to drag a whole new uh, generation bad. into it. Yeah. As much as I want it to be a rated R Stephen King film because they could do everything. 
Well, that's actually, in my opinion, not the scariest scene from the book. The scariest scene from the book is uh, one of the characters is a really fucked up kid. He kills animals in horrible ways. He um, takes, you know, he takes animals into a junkyard and there's an old fridge and he locks them in the fridge. And of course, they suffocate and die. This is in the book. Sorry to horrify you uh <laughs> but anyways and he gets his comeuppance oh, so good. as we know it goes after kids he, he'll he even go after the fucked up kids if he wants one and uh good take the fucked up one. yeah so in the book um the kid goes back to the junkyard to take a look at his latest victim inside the refrigerator and when he opens the door there's all these little bugs inside the fridge that they the way that Stephen King's describes it in the book is like they're the bugs with the really large wings that almost makes them look like they're leaves. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So the bugs just kind of like flutter out of the fridge. But what the kid doesn't know is that the bugs are it and the bugs become blood suckers and land on the kid and basically attack him. And Stephen Stephen King describes it as, they start sucking his blood and they become these huge balloons and just burst with all of his uh. blood until he's literally dead. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see this in the movie. Love to see they this didn't do scene. that in the original one? They, of course not. Of oh. course, there's, That's a tough scene to do, though. It'll be rated R. They're going to want to do that. There's scene. a they lot get, of honestly, scenes. Honestly, even though I'm kind of scared, I hope they go for it. I hope they make it rated R. I hope I they hope go so all too. out with They'll this shit. For it. They yeah. should. I they seriously hope so, justice. too. Go for yeah. it. Yes, yeah. if you heard down. There's a very controversial scene in the book that we will we will not see in the film. It's all all the kids have sex together. Uh yeah, no. And it's Please the don't most, show us that. Yeah, yeah, no. It's the most random thing when you're reading the book and you almost kind of just want to skip through it. Um and I don't know why he wrote that, but it's there. To horrify you. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Uh okay, so our next story is about a film called Hidden Figures, and it's a film about um, women mathematicians who were African-American who worked for NASA in the 60s. And I know a couple of you guys checked out the trailer for this, so... I actually saw it a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, I was really same. intrigued. Same. Yeah, and I saw it, and then I watched it again, because that was so much more happier. That was so much happier than thinking about a clown and blood <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> Um, Some but of the best movies. This yeah. is so cool, though, because <clears throat> first of all, it has the trifecta of like my black women muses, and that would be uh, um, Octavia Spencer, um, Janelle Monet, and Taraji P. Henson. And she is legit. If anyone ever watches Empire, I mean, this woman is the show. Like, she comes out with the best one liners, says it on point without any remorse and so i'm so stoked to see her portray a um a, a character like this i'm really excited for this movie just because like i i love that we're getting into a point in history where like we're looking back at at our own as as you know all this stuff that's gone on and we can actually be like you know what? there were hidden heroes like these are these are real stories about real people just kicking ass mm -hmm. and i love that stuff like this is coming out a lot more now <laughs> Um, I, I agree. And um, I'm hope what I hope won't happen 
is that these women won't be hate tweeted by jackasses and misogynists. Oh, they will. But that's because the world is a wonderful, diverse place. No, and we have to let everyone have their say, mm. including the assholes. The internet has just given the stupid a soapbox. It's all right. It's also a place where we can all share positive opinions. Yeah. And like for every shit, shitty fucking stupid douchebag tweet they'll get, <laughs> they'll get 50 good ones. Like, Can we sick the, uh, the blood sucking... <laughs> bugs after the hate tweeters or the the racist trolls the on racist twitter trolls and facebook completely you know absolutely you know honestly uh you know it is a per- pennywise is a personal friend of mine and <laughs> yeah and and i we, think you should you know we may have call. to send him out there although he really does like children so it might not work out too well they're mentally children well well it's not the same thing it's it's oh, about it's so about even flavor. the scum of the earth is not good enough for pennywise <laughs> there is, is they that taste extra is, bad to be fair that's what we're right. saying i I think the best person to go after the racist haters on Twitter and Facebook is actually Hannibal Lecter because he hates rude people. Oh, he is an excellent point. Yes. So I think we need to call Hannibal the cannibal. There's actually a uh, Pennywise, Pennywise the clown character on uh, Twitter that's been around for a very long time. Yes, there's also a Randall Flagg. And uh, Randall Flagg is actually a, a he's he's a pretty regular tweeter. And I've actually talked to that guy for about maybe five years or so. He's pretty nice. <laughs> well, I'll have to hit these guys up on Twitter. <laughs> I will. I'll uh, I'll retweet something of uh, Mr. Flags, and hopefully you won't get the trips. <laughs> I'm super excited. I I definitely will see this when it comes out. And I seriously hope that this movie garners some Oscar nominations because. It would be well deserved. There is some bullshit at the Oscars last year. <clears throat> that is, that was some bullshit. That shit. needs to fucking change. So these powerhouse, you know, woman movies about African Americans, or even powerhouse movies about African American males, you know, they need to get their uh, comeuppance. They need to get their nods, and uh, hopefully, this will be one of them. Even with I, you know, because of the nature of just generally the work I do, I'm kind of not living in the LA mentality and and, just, and like watching all of the award shows and all those things anymore. But, you know, I, I always, whenever I see something like, like an award show or the Emmys or the Oscar, you know, whatever, Golden Globes, Kids' Choice, everything, I'll like flip to it and, you know, try and catch a few things, maybe a performance here and there. I watched it last year and I was just so offended that there was just, the, it was almost as if, it was forced diversity at some points because like no one else was going to be there. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. I was just like, okay, this is just so not intentional yet. So very int- like rude. Yeah. No, you have a point. Yeah. And I, and I saw a lot of the sim- same things. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they will change their attitudes uh, right. about it this year. But it seems that they're going to be making a remake of interview with the vampire. Okay. <laughs> and and they are currently there are rumors that they are looking at Jared Leto to play Lestat. So, okay, so back to Media Wench saying that she's not interested in reboots and all that stuff. Mm. I feel like Jared Leto makes the exception to any rule because mm. it's Jared Leto and mm. my so-called life still burns in my loins. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited for this. They're gonna ruin it. They. It's, it's not the it, anyone. It won't even. It won't even matter. It's they. They'll ruin. They'll make it great for other people, and they'll just. I don't know. Say they'll ruin it. 
but it's not something that um, craves a reboot. Make more movies from the fucking series. Don't redo Interview with the Vampire. If you're gonna redo one, remake Queen of the Damned. Yeah. yeah. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. What a piece of shit! What oh my god, it was failure. so bad. I'll yes. still watch it. I don't give a fuck. But still, I've seen it multiple times, <laughs> really? and part know. of me kind of enjoys it every time. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, no, this is well, shit. It's like smexy vampire stuff, and that's cool to watch yeah, every once in a while when you're sitting but, there high. But it's such a good story, man. Like, and they just does anybody <sighs> even remember that she made more books in the series? She came out with other books recently. Oh, yeah. Like a lot. She came out with, yeah, there's like, like seven, there, there's seven or eight books in that series now. Yeah. And, uh, and like, okay, they did the original interview with a vampire so well, like it's hard to imagine did. somebody coming Just back don't. and remaking it and doing it well, because let's face it, like some of our favorite people at their best like tom cruise before he lost his shit right and brad pitt before smoking ruined his face right and mm. fucking uh, oh god damn it what's the little girl's kirsten name dunst. kirsten dunst fucking kirsten dunst you'll never find another one like adorable her. little Where? child actress who fucking yeah. killed that shit she was scary i had nightmares i remember i was about her age when that shit came out and i was like this chick is so cool and evil and i'm terrified and i loved it yeah so that's that's hard to beat but Queen of the Damned was just sad. It was, it was, bo- it was again, I yeah. still enjoy it. I still watch it, but yeah. like, I could see them giving that another go. So, yeah, go for it. The thing about Queen of the Damned that I enjoyed was, of course, the heavy metal aspect. Yeah. Right. I really loved that. I thought that was kitschy as hell to have, yeah. you know, the vampire Lestat, you know, heavy metal band. It was and, corn. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was basically. <laughs> but, it was, it but, was, like, but Jonathan Davis is amazing. It was Jonathan Davis For the time corn, and then for the yes. storyline. And like, it just worked. It totally it did. worked. Yeah. It did. But the acting was a little hacky. And, and the then plot like that was chick was annoying. Weird. And her family drama was like, like blah, blah, it blah. Wasn't Flesh and then all the all. backstory of Lestat, like Lestat, I actually read. I didn't finish the series, but I read several of these books. Yeah. And his story's really fun. There is the Vampire Lestat book. It's yes. the second one. It, they totally skipped That's it. That's the one great. that they should do. Oh That's man, with his whole life. Oh, there we go. Okay, That's well, fine. I will uh, write a letter. Yeah, okay. Let's all write angry <laughs> letters. Well, I was gonna write. Uh, I was actually just gonna tweet at Jared Leto. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that works too. But, Do it. Uh, <laughs> Bring it back, people. I liked. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Aaliyah did fine as Akasha. That was great. And, and yeah, but she was like one of the best parts of that. Yeah. There were there were other good things, but again, there were like, other good things. But she just she gave zero fucks. And I'm. Dude, down, she was sexy and creepy I'm and powerful. For and like she had a give zero fucks. But yeah. So let's let's see it. Let's see what they can do. with They could have series. fucks and savings and still wouldn't give any. <laughs> <laughs> We're funny. Yeah. We are, we make people laugh. Yeah, we do.
the tick. I was super excited when I saw this on the docket. Like, I loved that show. It was ridiculous. And like, chair face? Come on. That's just they had, weird. They had the best, the best wacky characters. It was like way better than Ren and Stimpy. It was like adult Ren and Stimpy. I agree completely. It was adult Ren and Stimpy? <laughs> yeah. Well, Ren and Stimpy, believe it or not, was Ren supposed and- to be for kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. You actually. don't believe that? It wasn't for it, kids? Because I watched it. Oh, so did I. Like, a lot of kids watched it, but like, yeah. looking back, come on, that shit was crazy weird and disturbing. Well, so was like the Warner 90s. Brothers. Warner, well, we grew up in a Warner golden Brothers. age of Wait. cartoons. We really did. Oh, oh, I mean, to this day, and I'm so upset because I didn't call in last week for, um, uh, I forget what it was, uh, last Sunday at the Echoplex Media because. I heard that the person, the character for Stew Pickles died, and I was so <gasps> upset because nobody referenced the Rugrats at all. Really? Who was it? Wait, what? It? Really? I've never seen the Rugrats. You've never seen the Rugrats? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave up on cartoons at a certain point. I grew up in the sticks, point. man. It's, it's been a long time. Where did you grow up in the sticks? Alaska. Oh, whoa. Okay. Beat that. You whoa. can't. <laughs> I grew no. up on the main streets of Fremont. No, well, I lived in Cottonwood. There's 2,500 people there. So to be fair, I'm... my grandparents used to videotape real TV and send it to me in the mail. That's so. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> That's how in the sticks I was. God so damn. I could watch it on my VHS. That's awesome. That damn. <laughs> so that's how you received your tick? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Your grandparents recorded the tick for you? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best nugget of information I could ever know about a person. They used to just like put it on like different cartoon channels and they would just hit record and let it Eight hours of TV. Yeah. And they would send me boxes of this shit. And it was all like, so that's how I got a lot of my like classic early 90s cartoons. Yep. But that's that's how I got the tick. Like the tick is fucking phenomenal. It's amazing. It's so fun. Yeah, so it's make us a movie, motherfuckers, because yeah. we remember it and we would like you know, to see I a movie. I think it's going to be a TV show. It's going to be a TV show so, again, yeah. Oh, man. But Okay, so they did the so remake. So how does that make you feel, Media Wench? Can they make that dude that did the original TV show in it again? What was his name? Patrick... No, I don't, Oh, wait, hold on. What's his name? I know it. Patrick Warburton? Yeah. yeah. Can, can he be in it? Because he was the best. I think he is. Didn't he, they say no, they casted him? No. no. Totally uh, ruined. No, it's not. <laughs> but it still looks super good. Like, to be fair, again, Patrick Warburton, for those of you who don't know, was the lead dude in the the Tick TV show. It didn't last long, but it was so good. And like, he, we were talking about this earlier during the break where it's just like he had, he has such presence and like in everything else he's ever done, like he's so kind of pompous and full of himself, mm-hmm. but just like, I I can, like, his character's perfect for that it role. Was absolutely for the perfect. Tick who just, is the ultimate hero and can do no wrong. Like, but he does everything wrong. He but breaks everything, everything right. and it all somehow manages to either work out or just the episode ended. That was kind of. <laughs> but it did. It was great. It was good. So they're gonna make a new one. And who's the guy who's playing the new Tick? No, totally different. But like a little more crazy and a little more dark in a way that I'm I'm kind of digging as it an says, adult. Uh, like Peter Serafinowitz. Peter, who's a what's a what's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. But anyway, yeah, I, I I hope that they can do the old TV show justice and I'll watch it. I'm down. I was sad when the other one ended. Like, yeah, and this looks seriously. intriguing. Arthur. They got to do Arthur right. Oh, did Arthur's you see the commercial? Be, I didn't see the commercial. He looks, he looks good because he's a good counter to the like ultra crazy tick character. Yeah. 
because he's the one that kind of tries to drag him back and be like, no, yeah, dude. he's like a little bit more like in the cartoon and stuff. He was always worried about like paying rent and, and disturbing the neighbors and shit. And, right. And all the normal things you have to deal with when you're like you're running around in this latex suit. You know, it's funny you say it now because looking back, I'm like, wow, I totally thought that was normal. <laughs> you know, I it's like it the a- comic book nerd oh. who gets to be the sidekick and the whole time he's like, no, man, like this is. You can't just run around in, in <laughs> like that. Like, no, you can't just break that shit. I have to pay rent this month. Because <laughs> like, he, he had a job, right? Yeah, he had he a had, job. <laughs> he, had, he actually had a job. Oh, man. So, yeah, let's let's give it a go. I'm excited about this. We're going to watch it with much joy. And once it comes out, we'll come back and we'll talk about it some more, especially so, with the Sarah happily. Monster here. There is more TV shows, more TV shows coming. And this one in particular has the Lady Viking all tingly with excitement. (laughs) Stars is going to be adapting Neil Gaiman's American Gods into a TV series. There's going to be so many naked people on this show. Yeah? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of... Yes, there is. For the naked people. No, it's Stars. Stars, too. Spartacus. Spartacus. I saw that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've heard, I've heard like rumors. Some I've of the one. hottest sex scenes. If you ever want to see Lucy Lawless naked, gotta watch Spartacus. Oh, yeah. she's gorgeous. She's amazing. I was just so excited when, you know, every time I just see her randomly cameoing somewhere else, I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Zena! Oh my God. Zena! All I can think of about is you naked. <laughs> That's my mom's car's name. Zena. Zena? Yeah. Nice. That's what they call her. <laughs> Uh, well, the basic premise—the basic premise of the story—is that when people started coming over to this country, to America, when the Vikings came, you know, around 1,000, when the Egyptians came, the book premises way before that, and as several different people from different cultures came into the United States, they brought their gods with them. And in this world of Neil Gaiman's American gods, the gods are physically manifest. They are people walking around in America in physical form as gods. Interesting. Yes. What do they do when they walk around? The basic, mostly trying to survive almost kind of in a way that we try to survive in our day-to-day lives. Now, one one of the more long-term Right. Well, you know, like renting apartments and trying to make money and, and, you know, keeping fed and a roof over their heads, you know, it's, it's actually kind of brings a very human aspect to them. Um, but in, in this story, in this world, um, there are, there are gods that are just hanging around because there are still people in the country that still believe in them and worship them. And that kind of gives them a life force to keep them around for a long time. Um, but, uh, the Ooh, main, the, bo- the world where believing makes it so right. I love that. This right. Is, this is trotting into the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is trotting into the metaphysical. <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Thank you very in, much. In a way. Yes. And, um, you know, Neil Gaiman wrote a great book with Terry Pratchett called good omens. So, oh, so that good. one, they are also adapting as well. What? So we will have to talk about that on a what? future episode. Yes. Uh, so anyways, the, the main struggle of American gods is the old gods versus the new gods, the new gods being media, internet, 
all the things that we pour our energy into now that I've now manifested as. So the, as there's days. an internet god? There is an internet what? god. Is it manifested? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we get that. to meet it. It's like a douchebag little dude, bro. There's actually there's <laughs> no actually a picture you. of him uh, uh, on some of the American God sites. You could see some pictures of some of the characters, and um, and Jillian Anderson is going to be playing Media. What I didn't Media. I, didn't, I don't know enough about the story there's a, there's, to like. There's a God yeah. for me. Yeah. Finally. There's, <laughs> finally. Something a goddess. I, yes, something it's I a goddess. There's a god of media for the media wench, and it's Jillian yeah. Anderson. <laughs> something I can believe in. Yes. <laughs> I love that she's a woman. Yes. Perfect for ladies' night. Even better. I know nothing about this, Truly but the rest. fact that Pablo Schreiber's in it, I'm already imagining what his character would be, and in parentheses, it says Mad Sweeney. And it's exactly what I think it's going to yes, be. Yes, he's he's Mad Sweeney is is basically an Irish leprechaun. What? Yes, a leprechaun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and of course. In this, in Neil Gaiman's version, a leprechaun isn't a small little tiny dude. It's it's an actual like big old Irish man who wants to drink and box your head in. So. Yeah, which sounds great to me. Yes, yes. Right so up Pablo's. The right cast, up Pablo's. The cast of characters and the different <laughs> gods that he talks about in this book and, and oh, hopefully God. will show up in the show are awesome. You got Egyptian gods, Eastern European gods, Norse gods. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, as well as, uh, you know, gods that are maybe a little bit lesser known. To some uh, folks who haven't really studied the the old ways, so um, the old All religions. There's a media. There's a media wench. There is. There is a media. Wedge. There is, there is a media New ways, old ways. Yeah. Dude, Okay, so I work at a bookstore. And, yeah. And uh, pick up the this other book. day. No, the funny thing is, like, I didn't realize this was being made into a show until the other day. We got a huge box full of American Gods, and I just like I remember picking it up and opening it, and it was completely full of American Gods, and I looked at it and thought. They're making this into a movie or a TV show. There's no other reason I would get this many all at once. Right. <laughs> like, and that's when I went and found it. That's Bad exactly it. it. Most of the cool, like, nerdy shit that we're all excited is being made into movies and TV shows. Yeah. Star Wars excluded. Yeah. Comes from nerdy fucking books. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, there is one particular scene that Stars has confirmed that they are, in fact, Ooh. shooting for the show that I want to talk to you guys about because it, it involves something very interesting about ladies. Uh, one of the goddesses in the book is Biliquis, and she's sort of like a um, African slash Indian type goddess. And her special power oh God. is seducing men and eating them with her vagina. <laughs> they stole that idea from anime. I've seen that in some kind of fucking... It's a running anime theme. It's a running well, theme. <laughs> an anime stole this from her particular character who's thousands of years old. Oh, okay. Um, so Men have always been a little afraid of how we can zap all of their that, energy and ability. So in a vajayjay. Yeah. In the vajayjay. So One day you might just get sucked in. Yeah. It's a very exposing moment. I mean, yeah. the, what was that movie that came out a while back with the teeth? Yeah, teeth. Teeth. Literally teeth. teeth. Yeah. Fucking awesome movie. Don't be scared, I loved it then. so much. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe be a little scared. 
No. I enjoyed that too much. A little sadistic, but so yeah, in the spirit of teeth, but a little bit different. She literally like swallows the men whole through her vagina. Where does it go? It goes into her. I mean, she's she's a goddess. Her, she her godly power. That's right. Yeah. So they have actually cast that uh, character. They are shooting that scene. We are going to see <laughs> a guy get eaten by a vagina. Yes. All right. All I have to say is yes. Why it's on stars. <laughs> exactly. Stars, get, out stars, get stars. We'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to stars, everybody. You won't regret it. All right. So there is another series coming out here soon that HBO is doing that I'm also extremely excited about, and it's <laughs> Westworld. And I know we were having a little discussion on the side here, but... Uh, Nobody here has seen the original Westworld film, have they? No. 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 But okay. I know the premise. But we know the premise because I explained it. Uh, you know, Western fantasy theme park where the Western characters are robots and you get to basically enact your fantasy. And of course, it's told from a very male perspective of men going in and having their guns and having their women and because you're boring like that in your deep dark desires of course of course but um the interesting premise of the film and and what's going to be happening in this show is that the the ai and the robots start becoming self-aware and this is a fun crossover because we've done both of these things you know what do you do when you let well no this has been done before too it has it has it has but it's a fun premise. It is. It is. And but Westworld came out in the seventies. Kind of, yeah. So okay. Yeah. See, I'm down to go watch the original before the new one comes out. There's there's Westworld and then there's Future World. There's Future two. Future World. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So they made um, a movie too. Yeah. Yeah. There's two movies. Uh. So. Uh. So Westworld. Uh. HBO's Westworld looks really freaking cool. They've released some photos of uh what's going on on the set. Um, and some very prominent people are going to be in this series, Anthony most Hopkins. notably, yeah, yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins. And that in itself should be enough of a reason to watch <laughs> this show. How often do you hear about Sir Anthony Hopkins being in a show? Not very well, it's on HBO too though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the trailer a few times and uh it's it looks interesting. Well, the other actors that are going to be in this show are Evan Rachel Wood and Ed Harris and James Marsden and Thandie Newton and Jeffrey Wright and just a whole bunch more of people. Ooh, Ben Barnes is going to be in this. Oh, my God. He's like hot. Harris. So Ben Barnes played. Um, oh, oh, my God. He was in one of the Narnia films. He played Prince Caspian. Yeah. So did you guys get a chance to look watch the trailer? Yes. What do, oh, what do you guys God. think? It looks great. It looks really fun. I I really like the idea of being able to like go into a different world cuz like we all play video games and 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 spend a lot of times in yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I lived up north for a long time and it's it's they still have fucking crazy rodeos. People walk around in cowboy boots and shit. Yeah. It's I need some cowboy boots. Should go to Red Bluff sometime. To what now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Go to Red Bluff. You'll find yourself in cowboy boots.
Help support all the great work we're doing at Echoplex Media by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Echoplex. For other ways to support us, please visit the support tab at echoplexmedia.com, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, or share your favorite Echoplex Media shows on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for your support. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you had a splendid time like we did. And we also had the good wife joining us tonight on Face for Radio for um, the yes. first time. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. the second time. Second I, time? I hop on. I guess spot every once in a while. All right. I think um, I came on with the councilman, but, you know, no one knows my name ever, and so... I'm just invisible. I know. <laughs> no. Well, now now that you have been on Ladies Night, you're you're legendary. You're, yep. you're the good wife. Yay. You've you're now been right. you've, you've been on all three shows. Now you're fully indoctrinated. Uh, Indeed. All right. And uh, this is the Lady Viking, and we are signing off for Face for Radio for the night. Thank you for joining us and uh, tune in. Um, very soon, Face for Radio will become a weekly program on Thursday nights at nine o'clock. So, uh, looking forward to much more nerd all the time. Have a great evening, everyone. Yesterday, I saw myself to the night party, but needed all the proceeds to the Salvation Army. But at least the dirt is clean Yesterday I sold myself to John D. Rockefeller He was tenorized, but only if you're a standard oil seller He had the most embarrassed smile that I've ever seen